When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is the art of charm. Learn everything you need to know to crush it in business, love, and life. The art of charm is where ordinary guys become extraordinary men. Welcome to The Art of Charm. I'm Jordan Harbinger. The Art of Charm brings together the best minds in the industry to teach you how to crush it in life, love, and at work. Imagine having a mix of experienced mentors teaching you their expertise and packing decades of research, testing, and tough lessons into a concise curriculum. We've created one of the premier lifestyle programs available anywhere, and it's free. This is the show we wish we had a decade ago. Make sure to stay up to date with everything going on here and get some great content and free products and books that we don't or can't share on the show by signing up for the newsletter at theartofcharm.com. If you're new to the show but you want to know where to begin or find out more about what we teach here at the Art of Charm live programs in Los Angeles, you can go to the website and we'll email you a starter kit of all the top podcasts here on the Art of Charm. We'll also send you fundamentals like body language, eye contact, vocal tonality, attraction, business networking and negotiation, as well as relationship management, breakups, and all that stuff we'd wish we'd learned and mastered years ago. And we have our live programs running every week here in Los Angeles, California. In fact, we've got guys from all over the world every single week. Check out the details at theartofcharm.com slash bootcamp, or give us a call or even email me, jordan at theartofcharm.com. I read everything, and I'm looking forward to meeting you here at AOC. Today, we're talking about rapport, getting people to like and trust you, and we're going to give a brief overview of this process according to how it works according to The Art of Charm, some techniques on how to be a good listener, how to share deeply or not so deeply with other people in an effective way. And of course, we're going to be digging deeper into this in other episodes of the Toolbox. But in the meantime, enjoy this Toolbox episode on rapport with AJ and Johnny from The Art of Charm. Uh, all right, rapport, connection, vulnerability, all huge topics that we get questions on night and day here at AOC, both in the programs especially, and we focus on that a lot here, as well as just people writing in to learn this all-important skill set. And I, I've said this before on the show, but around 30% of our clients are married or in relationships, and their primary concern is getting better at exactly this, this rapport, this ability to get people to trust and like you and connect with you. So I thought, who better to discuss this than our head instructors, Johnny and AJ from The Art of Charm, to come in and uh, give a little bit of a lesson on how to how this process works, the AOC principles behind it, and some practical exercises to get better at this right now. So let's kick it off. What, where do we even begin with this process? Like, when do we do it? How does it look? Well, it, it's it's about explaining what it what it is. All right, and and so as as going along with a trust connection uh, and those things, it's there's risk involved because anytime that you 
you go for a connection, you have to be vulnerable or that connection is just not going to happen. Mm -hmm. That's where the connection is. So when people are vulnerable and they're sharing emotions, others are able to connect to those emotions and understand what that person's going through. Empathy plays a, plays a role there as well, where it's this person is like me, or I have felt those emotions as well. I'm now slowly starting to bond to that person. Right, and one of the first things we talk about on the program is taking a look at your friends and the people in your lives and really asking how well do they know me, right? Do they know you on a very surface light level? Do they know what types of food you're interested in? Do they know what type of music you listen to? Or do they really know you on a deeper level, right? More of your narrative, who you are, what experiences you've had and shared. And for a lot of guys, uh, especially after graduating from college, you know, they, they struggle really to, to find deeper relationships, especially with men and making male friends. So we all struggle with it. We have in the past. And it, it, does, it does definitely come down to your ability to share and emote with other people. So do we just then start like going up to random folks or like going up to people that we know and start dump. Like, how do we know where to begin with that? Because it seems really easy to overshare or, or something like that and then end up embarrassing yourself. Well, once again, we're, we're talking about vulnerability. You have to be vulnerable to be able to connect. And a lot of people then get scared of, well, I don't like being vulnerable because that's how I get fucked. Because it's scary. Yeah. Well, that's how I've always gotten fucked over or that's how I've always been taken advantage of. So the safest way is to approach the people you're closest with and Absolutely. start opening up more with those people in your life. The people who have already earned it. Right. Right. And and, uh, and that's what we're we're talking about here. So uh, even in this town, I don't know what, we, how long we've been living in Hollywood now. Like, Almost five years, right? Six it, years, yeah. Six, six years. Okay. So, Just kidding. Um, and... <laughs> For as being as, as busy as we all are, as, uh, certainly as I am with everything that I have going on, I have friends where I'm acquaintances with who I go out and if I see, I'm going to have some drinks with them. <laughs> Our relationship has never, it's been so surfaced that all it has been is this person knows what I drink, this person knows what music I Where I hang do. out. Yeah. They, just, they know where I hang out, but they don't know what I do. Uh, other than the music, they don't really know have any idea what my actual interests are, and it's a very surface level uh, relationship. Now, I can go in and fix that if I feel confident enough that this person has earned that rapport. And it's, right. and now we're talking about opening up, sharing, and we're we have to be the ones who are going to lead this. Um, you can't expect people just to go out and start opening up to you. So it starts with you. Right. First. And if you've if you screened and filtered in the right people, you should feel comfortable sharing some of these things as we start to talk about the different levels of rapport. Um, but we all have those people in our life who maybe are acquaintances currently, but we'd like to make friends. We'd like to have a deeper relationship with. And as I said before, we we meet a lot of guys who struggle with just surface relationships and maybe not having those people that really seek them out on the weekends to hang out. Or that if something big in their life happened, right, the loss of someone or something celebratory that they would be the first person they'd call and share that information with. So you need to cultivate those relationships in your life. And that is essentially what this episode is going to help you do. Right. Because there's something emotionally isolating, right, about not having these relationships. Like you can't really survive and be healthy without these types of relationships in your life. Absolutely. It's as human species, we're all about connection and support and community. So. Um, so now, if, let's just say that we have a few people that we want to talk to, we want to open up with, we want to connect. It's going to start with 
light disclosure. And what that is, is amusing anecdotes about your past. Fun, silly, lighthearted anecdotes about yourself and the world around you. And this is where you're opening up, you're sharing something, but yet it cannot be used against you. It cannot be used to manipulate you. So it's like low risk. Very low risk. Right. Right. And I, so as we start getting vulnerable, right, we don't want to put ourselves all the way out there because that's too painful, especially for those who've had negative experiences in the past. But this is something, as Johnny said, in your past that can easily be looked at in a really light way. And if you're looking in a light way, it, it's, it's an over issue for you. So you're able to poke fun right, at you've yourself. You've through it. You've worked through it. You're able to poke fun at yourself. You're able to look at it in a light manner, which everyone is a- able to share easily. So this is the lev- This is the first level of report, right? Mm-hmm. And sure. this is so that so an example of that would be like the time you wet your pants in third grade and everyone <laughs> laughed at you or something like that, and you had to go. Never home happened. Never ever. Right? No. <laughs> I mean, for hypothetically, hypothetically. I mean, if that was to happen, yeah, sure. Like you could actually talk. <laughs> right. So we might, had that. it might not even have to be that distant, right? It could nope. be last weekend when you when you wipe your pants. <laughs> too many drinks, right? Your past could be yesterday. Sure, and, and, but it's dealing with it with some fun, some humor, and, and it, but it ex- also exposes the emotions that we're talking about. There is some some embarrassment, some silliness, in which everybody human has experienced, and it's an easy connection. Got it. Okay. And how do we know when we can sort of go into deeper levels of rapport? How do we know if people are even safe to start opening up with in the first place? Well, let's just go ahead and map those the three out. Okay. Then we'll go back and Sounds good. talk about that. The next level is going to be medium disclosure, which is thoughts, feelings, beliefs, and ideas about yourself and the world around you. So how you view things, how you see things. And how you're going to be, even it's even going to affect the decisions that you make. Are these like political leanings or like religious beliefs or something? It, or? it, it can be. be. Could be those things. Faiths, beliefs, right? It's uh, all going back to thoughts. Absolutely. Now, if I if I know this about you, I, this is this is the reason it's heavier and a little bit more vulnerable is now I can start using this if if I'm an asshole. Right. right, or a sociopath or so, To manipulate people. Oh, well, if I know if you believe this, I can lean into that to have you do certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, once again, uh, this is going to allow you to connect to other people on a deeper level. Whether or not they hold those same ideas and beliefs, they can understand it. And your willingness to share them makes them feel more comfortable opening up further to you. Sure, and you're going to hear their side about it. And then lastly, the, the heavy disclosure is going to be the understandable human weakness, right? Your fears, uh, hopes and dreams, the understandable human weakness, what you're looking to get out of life, the most important things to you uh, about yourself and the world around you. Right? And if now, of course, this is even more ammo. This is why it's even more scary, scarier, because this is much more heavier to start controlling people and Right, you're admitting your weaknesses, your your negative points. Sure. So a great way to think about it is, you know, the lightest level is your past, uh-huh. and medium level is your present, what you're thinking and feeling about the world, and then the heavy level is the future, right? What are your fears? What are your dreams when, you, oh, when you're forward facing? So as you get to know someone, you start with your past, right? Finding those commonalities, sharing the emotional stories connected to your past. 
Then you start talking about your thoughts in the present, right? What concerns you? What's relevant? And then as you get to a much deeper level, you're going to end up sharing, right? What right. are your hopes and dreams? What are your biggest fears? What are your biggest weaknesses, failures? Right. And that's why it's deeper because there's a lot of uncertainty there as well. Absolutely. As I got, okay. Well, just think about the biggest, deepest cuts you've ever gotten from somebody. And as soon as they started slashing on your hopes and dreams and what you hope to become, it's brutal. And then now you're sitting there, why would I ever say that to yeah, anyone? I should have ever? never shared yeah. that. Absolutely. But then again, you wouldn't have had that re- remarkable, amazing, deep relationship without sharing. And this, we all go through this. It's just who has better And tools you really have that with. deep connection when you both have shared those hopes, dreams, and fears, those really crucial moments. All right. So now I guess we'll go through about feeling good about opening up then. Okay, right? yeah, how, how do we feel good about opening up? How do we know who to share with? I mean, how do, is there like a screening process here or you just test the waters? Well, we're gonna wanna start with uh, the people closest around us that we feel who've already earned it. And how did they, how have they earned it? Um, by being good mates, by adding value to our relationships. It's a level of trust. A level of trust. And, and you're gonna open up by, as I said, uh, with some stories of the past. and and. An easy analogy for this is to imagine that there is a, a jelly bean jar between you and the person that you're speaking to. Okay. And, and every time I share something from my past, I'm going to start throwing in a few jelly beans. Now, either you're going to want to start adding some because you're going to feel that you want to share. Reciprocity kind of thing? Absolutely. Even okay. even the it could even be a guilt, like, oh, this person's starting to open up and share. I, I should share. All right, fine. I wet myself, too, <laughs> last weekend. So as long as we're equal and we keep adding to this, I can continue to feel safer and safer then about moving into medium rapport. Okay. Now, if you don't add, I have to be cautious of this now. Okay. It, why? Like, just humor me here. Because, like, so I'm sharing and sharing and the other person's just being, a, doesn't that make them just a good listener? It could, but a good listener is also going to be one who's ready to share as well. Right, that active sort of active participation in the right. conversation. Absolutely. Um, the person could be shy. That person might feel of low value that they don't have anything to add. It's very well, They common. might be completely disconnected and not interested. <laughs> That's another one. Right, and that, who's been on the other side of that, right? The guy at the bar next to you after a few shots goes into his future hopes, dreams, and concerns, right? Goes way too heavy and kind of nod and shake your head and you're like i i'm really not that interested you gotta go so you know (laughs) that's the level of interest that you're receiving and sharing then you know that it's not worth pursuing further right now no and we can even get back to how to go about that after this so we'll now that both people are sharing though equally we can move we can feel good about going into medium rapport we can go in and talk about thoughts and feelings of what's going on now and once again uh, leading by example first, starting to share, and now the jelly beans are, we could say that they're getting bigger. Right? Okay. <laughs> throwing, bigger beans. <laughs> throwing in bigger Heavier jelly beans. beans. And, and the thing is, is this doesn't have to happen in one conversation. No. Right. To give it some context, it this can happen over months of you hanging out, having a couple drinks with your acquaintances that you see every Friday you bump into, and then you guys have a moment and all of a sudden you're sharing a story and the next time you see them out, you're talking about some thoughts and concerns, and now you've just moved the relationship that much deeper. So it's not anything that's like has to be continuous or completely linear. Okay. In the interaction. Ah, that's interesting. So we're going like 
banter and all the fluffy, fun stuff, and then a little bit of rapport, and then back out again. Right, but the first time we start with rapport, we're going to start with something very light. Light, yeah. Okay. So then how do we know when it's safe to go into like the heavy, high-disclosure stuff? Because I'm just envisioning the guy at the bar who's like, Hey, man, what's your name? <laughs> My ex-wife is such a bitch. And then you're like, I got to go, right? Like, it just happens too quickly, and well, you, once you feel again, like running. We're talking about who's earned it. Who's earned mm-hmm. light rapport? Who's earned medium rapport? And now at the end, this is safe for those people that you are looking to bring and have a very intimate relationship with. So this is not stuff that you spread around to anybody who, uh, who who's been matching, right. who will listen or who's been matching you. Got it's it. for those who who you want the uh, the most intimacy. Your with. inner circle. I mean, yeah. now we're talking weaknesses. Now we're talking fears. Right. This is the stuff, as we said earlier, that right. could be used against you in a very negative way if in the wrong hands. So you're going to be cautious about who you share that with. I mean, and, and also you can even view your social circle as sort of like a dartboard where that the first inner circle is the people that you'll call to go out and have some drinks, who you'll call to go to an event, who you want to hang out with, the guys who will call you on a birthday, who sure. will send you invites. Right. These are people who play a really active role in your life. The people outside of that circle are going to be the ones who are just acquaintances. Send so, you a Facebook message. Yeah. If, if you do see them out, well, great. And you'll have a drink with them and you'll start bantering and maybe there'll be some light rapport. But that's that's it. And, of course, the people outside of that are wait and see, sort of kind of mm-hmm. seen them around. We've chatted. But, and, and again, they're on some light rapport, if, if, if anything at all. Gotcha. All right. Over the last 17 years, we have launched our fair share of online courses, coaching programs, and finding the right platform has always been a challenge. They say if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. But if you're an entrepreneur, you know the hard work that comes with it. That's why you need Kajabi. Kajabi makes it easy to run your entire online business from one platform so you can focus on what you love, creating. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, passions, and experiences into enriching online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, thriving communities, personalized coaching, and more. The best part? Kajabi doesn't cut into your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. So keep 100% of what you earn. And with Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates all built in. You don't even need a huge audience to make sustainable income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com charm. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash charm. Go to Kajabi dot com slash charm and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. Johnny, we know if you listen to the show, you are driven. In fact, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging 
so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to recent Indeed survey. We have hired a lot of team members over the last 17 years. Going through endless resumes, well, that's a time sink. But you know what else is a time sink? Interviewing endless people, because they're all going to give you the best face forward. That's why we love Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash charm. Just go to indeed.com slash charm right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash charm. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now back to AJ and Johnny. So how do we be, on the flip side of this, you know, how are we supposed to actively do this? Like, what are some of the mechanics of this, you know, while we're sharing or while even other people are are doing that? Well, when people go through what it's going to take them to open up and feel good about this, you want to reward that behavior. You want them to feel good about sharing. You want them to feel good about opening up. And so attention, approval, and acceptance towards those people is extremely important. Okay, and, and what does that look like? Like showing interest, uh, participating, giving confirmation when they're speaking. Having an open mind about what they're sharing. And not only that, as, as we know, open body language as well. I can tell you all day long that, you know, I'm not judgmental, but yet my arms are crossed and I'm peering scowling, my, scowling at you right. while you're, you're telling me some sort of details. One of our, our favorite parts of teaching uh, class is always the, the guys who have the resting face where oh, they're just yeah. really concerned and, and bothered. Mm-hmm. You wonder if they're actually getting the content, but they're they're really strong listeners. It's just they're on their face. It looks like they don't like anything that you're I saying. Call it processing face. Processing right? it's, oh, they're face. hearing everything that's going in, and they're reworking it through whatever <laughs> problem, like, <laughs> right. so, social situations in the past or whatnot. Thirty-five years of experience. Well, my favorite question is: Are are, are you processing that, or you just want to kill me right now? Yeah. And it's always oh, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm processing. <laughs> So it's that openness in your body language and in your words that entice someone to share and feel comfortable. Sure. Sure. Okay. So also even some positive body language, like looking at them, giving them attention. Obviously, if I turn away from you while you're opening up to me, you're not going to feel very good about it, nor would you continue that conversation. Right. And that's when my parents left me. Hold on. Hold on. I got to, I'm going to grab a drink. Well, and... uh, also that goes with that is if at any point that you open up and you start sharing and you feel unaccepted or rejected in that, right. this can do lasting damage to our relationship as friends. And I've seen it happen uh, multiple times. Yeah, sure. And, and, it, and sometimes you can't, you can't help it, right? Um, but you have to be careful of that. It's, uh, and once someone feels rejected or, or unaccepted, there's... It, Every time they see you, it's, it's always the yeah, same. Yeah, it's tied negative emotions, very strong Absolutely. negative emotions to you. 
I guess it takes a lot for most people to open up at all. And so once they finally do, you have to be ready for that. And everyone's right. everyone's coming from different places. So you don't know what damage has already been done. Which is why done. you want to get into rapport in an environment that allows it, right? Not in a nightclub or a bar or something where it has distractions. Not a good place for you to be opening up and sharing or asking other people to open up and share on that level. And especially if they're around their friends. Right. I mean, it needs to be a one-on-one situation in order for someone to feel comfortable to open up so even on the, the beginnings of it which is what's going to allow more and more trust to be built so what does proper sharing really look like i mean i know you talked about the jelly bean jar and stuff like that but how do we start the process if we're like this sounds really scary i don't want to do this well i think most importantly it's using an i perspective saying i feel and then using those emotions and taking accountability for it uh, guys, especially guys, look for ways to talk about emotions without taking any accountability for them whatsoever. And so it's usually, you know, it feels this way or you know what it was like for you when this happened to you. And all you're doing is dumping off emotions, accountability onto somebody else. And that's not a good thing because then they feel uh, forced uh, that these emotions were forced. Exactly. So... When people are oversharing, that's a red flag. It can be. A lot of times, there's an, there's an old saying that is, that is well, uh, a tactic called floodlighting, which is basically oversharing to end up getting sympathy from somebody. Okay. And then when this happens, uh, you, you know, that person can say, oh, well, I knew you weren't a really good friend because you didn't take on all this garbage they just dumped on you so you kind of so floodletting is when somebody just lets loose and they want everybody to be like oh so sorry call me an attempt to make you look careless cold calculating lack empathy oh so that's when you're like okay i've heard this a million times from you it's always a disaster i'm not going to respond then they're like then they want drama with you about oh see i thought you were my friend right you're not there for me and it's like it's for sympathy got it and no and nobody once that, and I, I'm sure all of us have spent, have that friend or had that friend who where it was one thing after another every week or you're at the bar and the guy next to you just starts unloading right. the worst, heaviest stuff. And it, for him, it might not even be a malicious or in, <laughs> intentional. He's just looking for anyone. Anybody to, to listen. Right. He's already ruined all of his other relationships with the same crap. So you're, sure. the, one, you're the next target. Um, and I also wanted to bring up another thing that sometimes sociopaths or psychopaths, uh, people lacking empathy, what they'll do is they'll make up a bunch of lies, uh, putting themselves in a, a sympathy-seeking position. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then when you feel bad, if they you can use your empathy against they you. can use your empathy against you. So now they put out a bunch of lies. They have you feeling bad. So now. You want to make up for it, so you start adding back to the jelly bean jar right? and hopes to even it out, but all you're doing now is giving them ammunition for them to manipulate you. Right. It's all a big elaborate setup. A big sob setup. story to yeah. hook you in. Wow. That's kind of terrifying. What if we're withdrawn or we're shy or the other person that we're connecting with is withdrawn or shy? I mean, how, how do we manage these sort of feelings or this, this maybe lack of of ambition in terms of opening up and sharing. Well, I, there's going to be people in your life that you want to open up to, that you want to get a connection with, uh-huh. and it's difficult to uh, get that to happen. But most importantly, time it, is on your side. Time is on your side. A stronger frame will always dissolve the weaker one. And if for some reason they don't want to share in this moment, 
All right, you go back to banter. You're having being some silly. fun. You're being silly. Maybe some take the pressure off. Some lighter, even go back to some lighter rapport that you know makes you uh, a bit silly and in light. And you know, then maybe just give it a, a shot again. But maybe it may happen then. It may happen next week. It may happen in three months. Um, I just everyone is different. Everyone gets comfortable in their own time. Everyone well, is even even ourselves. I mean, sure. You know, in those moments where you're feeling really happy and and loose, you're going to be a little bit more willing to share. And in those moments where maybe you're frustrated and angry and the last thing you want to do is be opening up, you know, you just want to laugh and blow off some steam. So time and patience are always on your side in that situation with the people that you really want in your life. Absolutely. And a lot of times I I feel that the guys that come in want to be able to charm everybody right off the bat as minute as they meet them. And granted that that can happen a lot, but you know, not, it's not a one size hat fits all. Everyone's different. There's uh, you know, as I said, everyone's patience is always the key to that. Absolutely. Right. It's when you're coming in with the outcome and forcing things, especially when it comes to making friends that it doesn't work. How many times have you and I heard, Oh, the first time I met you, I thought you were an asshole. It's like, well, most people get me right off the bat. <laughs> Unfortunately, you haven't. But now, you know, two months later, like, I'm so glad. You know, it's like you, you stayed the course. Right. right. When you stay the course. And because, as I said, most people want to do good. Most people want to see the best in everybody. Just, but if you've had a lot of trauma in your life, it's going to be difficult to get through all that to see the real people. Mm-hmm. And if you're introverted, right, it may be difficult to be sharing in some of these levels. So. Being patient with it and allowing the environment to foster this sharing helps tremendously. Yeah. A lot of times, yeah. you know, bars and nightclubs, high energy venues are not a good place to be uh, going deep. What I will, one more thing on that, mm-hmm. uh, Jordan, you mentioned about being shy or introverted. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of times guys will get, fr- if they lose course, and they'll get frustrated and just assume, well, this person's just an asshole or this person's a bitch. And it's like, well, if you just held out another couple of weeks and kept your your act together, you would have found out that they slowly were getting comfortable and they're, they were about to open up. Always, and you want to always assume that you're doing the right thing and that you're holding course and they will slowly, surely open up. Yeah, I know a couple of, and this might be the same thing you're talking about or correct me if it's not, but I know a couple of really pretty girls that are really actually quiet. And they'll be talking with guys and they're like, yeah, I don't know. A lot of guys think I'm really stuck up. And I'm like, well, you're, they're super shy. So when guys are talking with them and they're not being talkative, they assume that this really pretty girl is not shy, because, that she's just being reserved and stuck up. Whereas if that girl was not attractive at all, they'd be like, oh, she's quiet. She's shy. But it kind of filters through the guy's own insecurities. Like, oh, she's not sharing back with me. She's not opening up. She thinks she's too good for me. Yeah, there's only one surefire way of learning that for yourself. It's being the jerk who lost it, trying to make the connection, getting frustrated, saying something stupid, and then having her friends going, what are you doing? She's the shyest girl on the planet. Not that that's ever happened in my day. (laughs) You know, you're a young kid. You're trying to make things happen. Well, we always say you don't know where the line is until you've crossed it. Absolutely. And that's... More than anything that we stress in class, I mean, when you're here and even in these podcasts and even in the articles, and you're going to hear a lot of us talking about just go out and fuck a lot of shit up and you will learn so much from that. And assuming the positive, 
assuming right? the along with going about it and making those mistakes it's assuming things in the positive and what we hear a lot of is these negative thoughts these negative assumptions of she's a bitch he's an asshole right and when you start negatively rationalizing other people you're actually becoming less connectable people quality people high value people don't want to be around that negativity no not only that it's going to show off in your body language yes so it's, you're sending out all the vibes they need to know and they need to have them just to keep quiet right now it's reinforcing everything what if i'm like well i don't have anything to share i don't have anything interesting well it, it's a lot of that comes from experience but you you have to be interested to be interesting and meaning you have to enjoy what's going on in your life the stories that you have and know that it, though it, you might not think it's a big deal because it's in your life it's unique to you and that's what makes you different and that's what other people want to hear about and once again i had to learn that the hard way you know here i am on the road i had all these crazy stories but yet my whole thought process was, well, everyone's on the road. Everyone who plays in bands, no one wants to hear it. Well, right. it's, it's emotional sharing, right? So we're talking about taking the best emotions, the positive emotions, celebrations, happiness, um, success, victories, and sharing those stories first, right? No one wants Absolutely. to lead with the negative. No one wants to hear negative emotions. Right. So it's picking stories to share that have positives or end up in some fashion that allows you to convey happiness along the way, right? It may be... The story itself in the beginning was traumatizing, but now you're happy and it's silly and it's light. So those are the experiences we're looking to share first. Mm -hmm. Okay. It, I, it reminds me of our client a million years ago back in North Carolina. It's like the first boot camp we ran and the guy was like, I don't have any stories. I'm a truck driver. And we were like, well, you got to have some kind of stories. Where are you a truck driver? Well, I was a truck driver in Iraq. Well, wait a minute. You're a truck driver in Iraq, and then it turned out he drove, drove like a fuel tanker, and he was getting ambushed by the Taliban, and he was like getting rocket-propelled grenades fired at this tanker full of gas, and it suddenly became like a really interesting story, but since he was surrounded by military guys, nobody wanted to hear it. Well, you know, it all comes back to feeling good about yourself, and I mean, we're going to be getting into some of those uh, podcasts later, but I, I mean, it, and that's going to start with... You know, you, you should be sitting down and writing, making a list of what rad, cool things that you are proud of, that you enjoyed, happened to you. And start thinking And if thinking you don't about have that list, if you can't come up with that list, you need to start journaling. Yeah, absolutely. And writing down the day's events and starting to think about your life. Because sometimes you just let life pass you by. Well, you know, we talk about this in class when we do narrative building and storytelling. And it always ends up... With one guy saying, I don't have anything. And it always, by the end of class, it's the one story that everyone is laughing their ass off so hard that everyone's buckled over on the couches. So if you don't think that you have that in you, I'm, I'm here to tell you you're dead wrong. So start figuring it out and start getting happy about the, the things that are happening in your life and what's going on. Because those are the stories that are unique and make you special. One of the, I mean, I think a lot of people are like, yeah, I do this all the time when I'm drunk. Yeah, alcohol definitely can go to one or, uh, or the opposite extreme where yeah. it either like shuts you down completely and you don't want to share at all, or you have the classic overshare who's telling everything. I have a buddy who, if he's had, if he's been out day drinking all day and I see him out at night for a show, he's staring right through me and I'm like, hey man, is everything all right? Are you mad at me? He's like, I'm sorry. I'm just wasted. Right. So he's, yeah, I, th I feel like a lot of people are just bursting at the seams and alcohol is kind of what it yeah, makes it so wide it, open. 
in these situations, it's just something to keep in mind while you're out that you'll encounter people who share way too much. And you're like, whoa, well, these guys said oversharing is a red flag. Realize that alcohol can fuel that. And that it doesn't necessarily mean it's that that person's normal state. Right. Yeah. There's I feel like especially in L.A., you'll be sitting chatting with somebody normal and they'll just hit you with something super hard and in a really awkward environment like you can even be. At like a coffee shop. I remember I was at a coffee shop and this chick across the thing was I was like, can you watch my laptop? She's like, sure. Go to the bathroom, come back. And I was like, she's like, hey, have you been here before? I feel like I've seen you. And I was like, yeah. And then I literally 30 seconds later, she was telling me what actors she was like sleeping with. And I was like, wow, this is this is a really needy overshare. This is the red flag that we're talking about. Not like someone had three drinks and is now spilling their guts. <laughs> Right. And and the other thing about that is, you know, it's in those moments, sometimes we do seek rapport and then we wake up the next morning and that person who was oversharing didn't hear anything that we had to say and no oh, rapport man. was built. So it's just something to we, we wrote it down as something to, to be aware of while we're out drinking. So what happens if we're like, all right, we're building rapport, we're sharing a little bit and the other person's just like, that's cool. Well, I and just, nothing happens. Just want to go back really quickly to where we're talking about if you're not getting it, don't get frustrated. Right, you you don't want to get frustrated and try to force unwanted rapport. That's a way to have anyone resent you. Right, that's when your outcome dependent on how this conversation. Absolutely, goes. and as AJ said, time is on your side. You have to use patience. Uh, keep your frame together. Be positive. It's going to happen. And the, so, basically, you don't want to get this person by using any force or any. Tactics, right. right? You want to reward them by just being awesome, allowing them to feel good as people, basically giving them the carrot rather than the stick. Okay, and you will see that people will slowly start coming your way. And if and if for whatever reason they don't, you it's somebody you don't want in your network right. anyway. They're I mean, either poor is about trust, and trust is built yeah. over time through similar faces, through warmth, feeling comfortable around you. And if someone's just at their core distrustful of people, that's probably not someone that you want in your life. Right. Yeah, no kidding. It's having friends from prestige rather than being domineering. What do you mean by that? Well, it's the mafioso boss who has everyone who's working for him who's scared of him. Right. Versus the, the entrepreneur who has everyone working for them because they love their vision. They feel good working there. You can't make anyone do anything. You can only allow them to feel really good by, uh, f- with the lead you set. Awesome. Yeah, I think this is a really good overview. I mean, I know a lot of people might have to listen to that again and kind of get the overarching concepts because this is a really important and really deep concept that's extremely, extremely powerful. And a lot of guys who come to Art of Charm, especially the live training, they are very focused on this because this is like this is extremely, extremely powerful. Well, stuff. this is also a great starting point for future episodes that come out that are going to be revolving around this topic even more. Let's get into those next time. I always love this topic, rapport. It's super interesting. It's really deep. It's actually a real challenge to convey in an audio-only format without somebody face-to-face. However, it's one of the most powerful skill sets that you can possibly have and one of those powerful skill sets that you can get out of your boot camp experience here at The Art of Charm. And those who mastered it tend to be at the highest levels of government, military, intelligence, sales, the C-suite, etc. So I hope you guys dug that. And of course, there's always more where that came from. And if you're really interested in mastery on this topic, give us a call here at AOC. Show feedback and guest suggestions. The show is a fanarchy. It's run by you guys, the fans. 
and we rely on you to keep our finger on the pulse. So if you know someone is a good fit for the show, let me know, Jordan at theartofcharm.com. Of course, our bootcamp details are at theartofcharm.com slash bootcamp. And remember to subscribe in iTunes, write us a review because I will love you forever, and it helps us outrank some of the schmucky schmucks in iTunes that are just pushing and sharing and spamming all the time to get their show up at the top of the list. Special thanks to the Jasons for their help in production of the Art of Charm podcast. And tell your friends, because the greatest compliment you can give us is a referral to someone else, either in person or shared on the web. Now have a great week and leave everything and everyone better than you found them. Thanks for listening to the Art of Charm. Get more confidence, relationship skills, life hacks, and everything for the extraordinary man at theartofcharmpodcast.com. 